I often feel like prayer is like a shower. And so off, you, those of you that have a good shower, it's not like that. I'm talking about those showers that you, you go in the shower, you say you put on the hot water, and then it's like burning hot. And you go, oh, put a bit more cold in. Then it's freezing cold. And like, you know what I'm talking about? So you like, you sort of you try and get it, tweak it, tweak it, tweak it. And you can never quite get it perfect. It's always hot or cold, burning you or freezing you. And so like I, I've had those showers before and I feel like you sort of go in and you just, you just get it right. You're scrubbing away or whatever, doing your shower. You bump it. Oh, no. And it's, um, and it's like you're, you're either burning or freezing again. But um, so I, I believe um, prayer can be so similar to a shower like that and that sometimes it is... Um, um, there's, like, there's a huge variable between hot, cold, or what's, what's good and what's right. And so, so often in prayer, we can either be uh, uh, neglecting it and rejecting it, or sometimes we're abusing it. And so there's a, there's a big spectrum in prayer. And so today, um, as I speak, uh, we'll probably be talking about um, the principle for growth and the potential of prayer. And so at One Heart Church, if you've been here before this year, listen to the podcast, you hear so much about um, prayer and, uh, I meant growth and how that works. And so today I want to talk a practical message about with prayer, how we can grow our lives and those things. But before I do that quickly, One Youth Conference 2016, where's One Youth at? That was, we'll, we'll work on that One Youth another day. But um, red shows are just $10. Go out the back where the poster is and we can, you can register for that. It's going to be an awesome time. I'm really looking forward to that. I was just quickly hand pass and snuck that in for us. But yeah, so One Youth Conference is going to be one of our first conferences that I've ever run. And so I'm really looking forward to that. We've got a guest speaker, Pastor Leila Nahavandi from um, Life Point Church in Adelaide. It's going to be a great time. One Youth, get there. It's going to be sweet as. But so, um, speak up. Speak up. Yeah, speak up. Speak up. And so obviously, speak up. You, you, when I'm talking like that, speak up. You can't hear me. You've got to speak up. And so even for me to think it, you can't hear it. I've got to speak up so you can hear me say, speak up. And so if you're taking notes, opening up your iPhone, iPad, tablet, whatever you have, notepad, drawing book, right at the top, speak up. And so that's what uh, we're going to be talking about. So as I said before, a principle for growth, the potential of prayer, and we've got to speak up. So who's got their Bible? Who's got their Bible? i got my Bible. We'll go to Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 29. So Matthew 14. As you're finding that, I'm going to start reading it. This is what it says, Jesus walks on water. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into a boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went into the, the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had arisen and they were fr- fighting heavy... Uh, they were fighting heavy waves. At about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came forward to them, walking on the water. Now, quickly, just pause there. So, at three o'clock in the morning. Now, I don't know about you, but three o'clock in the morning, I'm asleep in bed. Some of you might be playing Pokemon Go, trying to find the Pokemon. I don't know, but for me, I'm sleeping in bed. And in this situation, what we see at three o'clock in the morning, while people should be sleeping, the disciples are fighting a crazy crazy storm in, on a boat in, a, in some water, and then Jesus is, is walking on water. I think that's some um, interesting stuff. While the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it is really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. 
Verse 29, yes, come, Jesus said. Hmm, pretty interesting stuff. We're just going to quickly go to another Bible verse now, Proverbs 13, 19, and this is what it says. It is pleasant to see dreams come true, but fools refuse to turn from their evil to attain them. Hmm, pretty cool. We're just going to pray, and uh, we'll get into it. Jesus, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you that we're here for design. We're here by purpose. It's not just a mistake. It's not just because someone dragged us along. We're here because you're going to talk to us this morning. So we just ask, God, that you open up our spiritual eyes and ears and whatever else we can communicate with, with you, Jesus. And I thank you that you're going to speak through my words. I thank you that people are going to leave this place different. And I thank you that they're going to have one touch from you this morning and that we're going to be able to leave this place to be able to grow and that this will be a, a defining moment for our future. And we all said, Amen. So, it is pleasant to see dreams come true, but fools refuse to turn from their evil, uh, refuse to turn from their evil to attain them. So, uh, it's kind of a, an interesting one. So, so if, if we, whatever stops us from seeing our dream come true is really evil. It's pretty, pretty tough there. As it says, you're a fool if you have something evil in your life that stops you from seeing your dreams come true. But um, that is another message for another day. We're going to be a bit more positive this morning and talk about it's pleasant to see dreams come true. And so I honestly believe that when, I, when you, we have desires and passions in our life and we see them come to be, when we see that in our future, it's awesome. You're like, wow, it's like getting a birthday present. Who loves that when you go to like, you have a birthday, Christmas, and you get what you wanted? There's nothing more pleasing and satisfying than that. Well, there is, but that's, that's up there. And so, um, but it says there as well, a big important thing, S, dreams. S. It's not dream, it's dream S. And that's important. If you're going to miss anything, don't miss that. Because there's God and, and our life, we don't, shouldn't just dream, we should dream S. We should have multiple. It's not just about one dream, because what happens when that's over? There's more dreams, there's more, there's bigger and better. And so I want to encourage you with that. Don't miss that. Take a note. S. Dream S. There's multiple for your life. And so um, uh, I'm going to ask us a few questions. It's rhetorical. So what do you see yourself doing in five years' time? What do you see yourself doing in 10 years' time? What do you see yourself doing in 25 years' time? And if you're 80, don't think too much. Um, but if you're, if you're younger than that, honestly, I believe, and if, you, but if, you're, if you are 80, if you are 80, I still believe in your next year, for this year. You should have dreams. You, should have, um, you haven't reached where you're at, whatever age is. And if you're five years old, if you're 50 years old, that you haven't reached it, you can still dream. You can still, and so for, and so for myself, I could go, well, this is where I'm at life now here. Well, where do I see, I, I see myself being here? I have dreams for here. I have dreams for here. And so I've got to ask myself the questions. Well, if I want to be over there, what steps do I have to take to get there? Yeah. What, 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 are the, what are the dreams that I... So I see dreams over here. Well, what are the things that I've got to go, well, for me to get there, I've got to put this in place. I've got to put that in place. And that's the same for you. What do you have to put in place to see your dreams come to be? And so... Um, Kyle Bond, what are your dreams? Sean, what are your dreams? Baskin guys, what are your dreams? Luke, what's your dream? And so you've got to ask yourself, what is my dream? And now I'm going to be really brutal and honest here and even get angry. If you don't have a dream, that is not good. If you have no desire for your life, that is not a good thing. And so um, if you don't, that's cool. At the end, we'll give you time to get a dream. But honestly, if you don't dream, I'm going to be serious. That is not healthy and that is not cool. You need to have a dream for your life. And so, and not just a dream, dreams, multiple. And so, um, and so, for, so for talking about dreams, so girls, young girls, they dream to often, 
dream to have a baby. They dream to have kids. Um, other dreams that people can have. Like I know for me as a young, young sportsman, so young netballers and footballers, they may dream to play A grade and sometimes they even dream to play professionally um, for the Thunderbirds or the Richmond Football Club. Uh, uh, other, other, I don't know why you dream for them, but to play for them, that's all right. Uh, other dreams people can have, some people just dream to have a full-time job. Um, some people may dream to get their driving license and others their shooting license. Uh, um, some people dream to own a house and say parents can dream to have children and, or, and even grandchildren. And so, uh, obviously, if you're a parent, you have children, but um, couples dream to have children and grandchildren. And so, um, we can have so many dreams. There's so many things that we can have. But I want to um, be a bit more uh, specific in not just dreams, but what are the godly dreams in your life? Because we, we can have desires and natural dreams, but what are the dreams that God and Jesus has put in the Holy Spirit's put into your, your heart to go, this is what I'm on earth to do? So I'm just going to quickly just talk about, these aren't sp- spiritual dreams, but these are just some dreams that I have as a, um, as a person. So Proverbs 18 uh, 22 says this in the New King James Version. Uh, uh, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. And obviously women, they, it could be the opposite for women. He, a woman that finds a husband probably finds a good thing as well sometimes. Um, but for me, so I dream to have a sexy wife. And I don't just dream to have a sexy wife. I dream to have a sexy, God-honoring, fearing wife as well. And so um, and I, I dream for that and I'm going to dream big. and Name it and claim it, as people like to say. Um, another dream is, and this one's a bit controversial, but I'm a Pentecostal believing Christian, and so I believe in speaking in tongues, and I believe it's not just for Acts 2 church, it's for now. But so with that as well, if I believe that, I believe fire on people's heads can happen today. And now, we haven't, I haven't ever witnessed that in my life, but I believe I can live to a day where I'm in a place of such unity and, and connection together that we'll, I'll see that. Um, and Pastor, as Pastor Rob often says, the most Pentecostal thing we can do as a church is be united. It's not about being spooky and weird. The most Pentecostal thing we do is be united. And so, oh, that's just a dream I have. Whether that comes true or not, well, it doesn't really matter. But um, we'll talk about the more important dream. So I dream to be a senior pastor one day, a lead pastor of a church. And so uh, that's just a dream I have. And so i got to ask myself, well, Josh, what do I need to do to be to become a pastor. What are the things that I have to do now so that I can do that then? Because if I don't do nothing now, I'm actually, it's actually evil, really, because I'm, I'm not getting that dream to come to be. It's not going to happen. Um, and so we'll go to a, a quick quote on, this, on the screen here. Uh, so, if you are so comfortable and confident among your friends, you are not, I oh, say, if you're so comfortable and confident among your friends that you are not careful with the words you uh, with your words, you need new friends. Pastor Rob Santos Stefano. So he shared that with us last week, and I've just been processing that all week because it's such a good quote. And so we've all, if you've come here before, you've all heard the quote: "Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future." And so I got to really go. Well, if I want to be a pastor, show me my friends, and that will show me my future. If I got no friends with other pastors who are ahead of me in life, well, that's not very good to be able to try and aim for that. And so if, and if I'm with people around me who are no pastors and I'm so confident and comfortable with what I'm saying, I'm never going to have correction. I'm never going to have people challenge me and say, Josh, that, that, that aspect of your lifestyle, you've got to work on that. Josh, that aspect of what you're doing, yeah, it's, not, it's unhealthy. And so I've got to be going, well, who, who are the people in my life that I can go that who can challenge me? Who that I go, well, I've got to watch what I'm going to say here because they might um, uh, help me grow and help me take the next step in life. So yeah, um, with that, right, if you wanted to write that down, that's a great quote from Pastor Rob. Who reckons Pastor Rob's got some good quotes? 
Um, and so, so with that, I, I've, I've went on the journey of my life to go, well, I need to get mentors, I need to get friends in my life and really connect to them and be with them as much as I can so that I can see the growth. And so there's a guy in Adelaide called, in the name of, his name is Pastor David Hall. Uh, he's at Life Point Church where that guest speaker for our youth conference, Leila Nahavandi, is from. He's our senior pastor there. And so back in 2010, he came and spoke at our church in December-ish. So if you were there, you might remember him. And so um, from there, he prophesied over my life. If you want to know what prophecy is, come see me after and I can help clear that up for you. But he was just said like, he was saying stuff like, oh, Josh, I see leadership on your life. Uh, yeah, just every, the way he reckons the way I was acting, he could just see leadership all over me and all the rest. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And so, but since then... Um, I've sort of built a, a relationship with him. And so I just thought last year, one time I was going to Adelaide and I was just, I can't remember the real reason I was going there, but I was going there. So I thought, you know what, if I want to be a pastor, show me your friend, show me your future. Why don't I just see, have a, see if I can talk to him? And so I know he's a busy man. He's got young kids, young family. He's got stuff to do. And so I thought, well, you know what, I'll ask him if I can hang out. And so I, I as, a, as a person, I kind of thought, well, like he'll probably say, no, what's the point? Um, who am I to, to intrude on someone who's got so much potential and so many busy things? Like he, I just got no, he's got no time for me. And then this is where I sort of, um, but then I'll, I'll read this. Um, what if he's, what if, and so I thought to myself, what's the worst that can, ha- what, what is the worst um, thing that can happen? He say no. What if he says yes? The risk of no doesn't compare with the risk of being a fool and missing out on a huge blessing from him. And so just go to my quote, please, Aaron. So this is a quote that I've sort of come up with. I would rather ask and get a no than not ask and it be a yes. And so or I would rather ask and get a no and then not ask and miss a yes. And so I, I thought, you know what? It's a good quote to myself. I'm going to ask him. And so... Um, because like, what's the worst thing? He says no. Well, to, I'll see if I can hang out with someone else that can grow me in whatever else. And you know what? He said yes, and I had a great time. And that was, that was me taking a step forward to say I can have words of wisdom come into my life and help me prepare to, to, to see my dream come true. And so um, and I, it's funny. I said to him, like, I don't really, um, uh, I know you, I understand you're a busy man. I understand you've got things to do. I don't, uh, uh, I don't drink coffee. But I didn't say that to him, but I don't drink coffee. Do you want to go out for coffee? And he says, yep. And so... Uh, that was cool. But, and so I think I've got another slide there for Aaron for this one. Yep. So if I didn't dream, I'd have never asked a question and I would have never got the yes. And so it all starts with a dream. And so then you've got to ask a question and get a yes. And so um, this quote, that one, that I'd rather ask and get a no than not ask and get a yes. And so some other things, like I live by this quote now in my life. And so for exa- some examples are um, when I see a sexy God-fearing girl, I'd like to say, um, would you be, want to be in a relationship with me? I'd rather get a no than not ask and miss a yes. Um, other situ- another situation, another situation, no, well, when I, when I find the, the one that God speaks to me about, when I, when, I, when I either want to buy a meal, buy a car, buy a house, they're on the same level, um, I'd rather ask my parents to say, hey, could you help me out buy this meal, car, house, and um, get a no then not ask and miss the yes and rob them of a blessing. Um, uh, and then another one, and another one is, I'll, like when it comes to youth and leading youth, I'd rather ask the people that, for like guest ministry for youth, I'd rather ask the people that God's putting on my heart, whoever they are, and say, and 
ask them to say, hey, because I want our youth ministry here to be blessed by the best, and I don't want to just get whoever, scrape the bottom of the barrel and whoever we can muster. And so honestly, I, I wanna, I'd rather ask them and get a no than not ask and miss a yes. And so um, for you, you might be able to apply that, that simple quote that I've said to myself, um, I'd rather ask and get a no than not ask and miss a yes over so many things. But with this quote, uh, I felt Jesus so strongly speak to me in my soul, in my spirit. He convicted me real bad and he goes, Josh, that quote is not just for your life. That is for your conversations and your relationship with me. And I got hit real hard. I was like, wow, well, that's true. And so now I've got a prayer quote, which is, I'd rather ask and get a no or a not now than not ask and miss a yes. And so, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting um, process of thinking, but I think when we can understand something like that, it can really help us in our prayer life and really help us with our dreams connecting to God. And so now we're just going to relate back to what we read of Peter at the start and how that can kind of link into that quote. So um, Peter asked to walk on water. Yes, he did. He said, um, Jesus, I want to walk on water pretty much, but that wasn't his dream. The reason he asked to walk on water was to be with Jesus. Being with Jesus, the desire to be with Jesus was his dream. And so, yes, he, he asked to walk on water, but the walking on water part, was the, that was the yes, that was the blessing, that was the miracle of it. His real and true desire was to be with Jesus. And so uh, another, another part of that, Peter didn't fully recognize Jesus. It was scary, and he was freaked out. He thought it was a ghost. And so that's another aspect to look at. Uh, he, Peter didn't quite under, couldn't quite clearly define it as Jesus. His dream, but it, and, and then again, um, his dream was to be with Jesus, and he thinks, well, this doesn't make sense. I don't understand at all. But what I do know is enough to assume that a person walking on water in the middle of a raging storm at 3 a.m. in the morning may possibly be Jesus. He didn't know much because I know enough about Jesus to think, if someone's walking out in this storm, well, I don't know many other people that it could be other than Jesus. Um, and, then, um, he, and then he spoke up. And so, this is, and so he had a conversation with Jesus. If this is really you, call me out. That's what he said. He had the conversation. He spoke up. He didn't just think it. He actually spoke it out. And then, uh, again, I'll point out the miracle of walking on water was the answer. It wasn't the dream. It was the, um, the answer for the dream. And so relating this to our lives. And so, I've, as I said, I dream to be a senior pastor or a lead pastor of a church. And for me, I can relate so similar to Peter in that situation. For me to be a pastor freaks the heck out of me. Um, like just like Peter's in this storm, he's going, "What the heck's going on? I'm so scared. It, it, like we're going to drown. I don't know." For me to be a pastor, it freaks me out honestly. Like um, obviously to be a pastor, we understand that there's quite of a quite a bit of a, a level as such people um, expect um, certain ways of living. People expect, and I think, man, at home, like, and so my, a lot of you would probably disagree with this. You probably think I'm an angel. Um, I pray from heaven. But the more, honestly, the more you spend time with me, the more you interact with me, you'll realize I'm no perfect person. There's plenty of my life that I can work on. And so, like, to be a pastor, I get really, really discouraged at home and, and, and freaked out and go, God, if that's what you have for me, I, I don't react it right at home or around the people close to me. I don't say the right things. I, do, I just do stupid and dumb things. And so it freaks me out. And so I, I can really relate to Peter in this situation. But then this is where... I've got to then relate myself to what Peter did. He spoke up. And so I've got to go, well, if I, if Jesus, I, I, don't, this may, I might not clearly see you, but I think you're calling me to be a pastor. If you're in this, Jesus, well, call me out. And I've got to go, well, Jesus, if, if, this is for, if this is what you're telling me to, if you're telling me to be a pastor, call me out. 
Jesus, and I've got to speak up and do that. And that's the same for you. Whatever your dream is from Jesus, if you, you might see Jesus in the future for your life. You might see him in a dream, and you've got to go, Jesus, it, I, I'm not sure if I can see you this, in this. This is pretty scary stuff. You've got to speak up, and you've got to have the conversation with him. And so, uh, oh, and, then, and this is another one. I'll do a quickly thing with the stuff that freaks me out is, and so we've probably heard the quote, the way you treat your wife, is the, is the way, I oh know, yeah, the way you treat your mum is the way you treat your wife. And I kind of think the way I treat my sisters as well will be the way I treat my wife. And so um, uh, I, I, can, I can get, and so I did this dumb prayer one day, and by dumb, it was probably a good prayer, but it's, it's, it's annoy, it annoys me so much now. But I said, you know what, God, I don't want to just treat my sisters and my mother right because I want to ha- treat my wife right. I want to treat them right because it's the right thing for them. They deserve to be treated good. And so, but if I can do that, well, then I'll just do that to every other person, hopefully. And so, but then, so I just prayed, God, give me convictions. Help me just grow as a person so that I can treat them right. And now, my life has been horrible. I have, <laughs> I have convictions. My conscience bothers me. I see stuff. And so before, I'll just go angry at him. But now I'm going, you know what, Josh? You just fix it. And do I do it perfectly all the time? No. But I'm having the convictions grow. And so um, I, I had to speak up and go, God, I see dream to have a, a sexy God-fearing wife, but what do I need to do there? And so I had to speak up and pray about it. Um, and so, uh, but going back to Peter, so he, he saw Jesus but didn't fully recognize him. And, uh, and so uh, back to that thing. So I believe when I, when I say Jesus, I, might, I, can see, I can see myself being a pastor, but I don't know how I can get there. When I, if he, when I say, and so if I speak, I'm saying, Jesus, call me out. I believe the doors that no one can close will be opened because that's what he'll do, just like he called Peter onto the water. And I believe it is, um, and then um, I don't need to chase being a pastor. I don't have to chase things. I believe they will chase me. If, I, if, I'm just, if my desire is to be with Jesus, to be where he is like Peter was, those, thing, those things to be a pastor will chase me. Another one, I don't have to chase a, God, a sexy God-fearing wife. If that's what God has for my life, that's a dream that he's put in my heart, they, they will chase me. Amen. Um, so um, if we don't dream, we will not ask the questions and pray. If we don't dream, we'll never ask the questions and pray. And we will not get a yes, the blessings and the miracles. And so it all starts from the dream. Then we ask the question, we pray, we have the conversation with God, and then the miracles and the blessings and all what the walking on water will, will happen from that. And so um, I, I want our church life to be, be a, a remember when, and not an if only. And so if we never speak up, um, it will be, if only I spoke up. If only I asked a question. If only I had the dream. But, so please church, let's not be a place where we go, let's be a place where we go, remember when we spoke up. Remember when we asked a question. Remember when we dreamed. And so I, there's not, I think there's nothing worse in life when we have the if only. If only I did that. And, and that's, another, that's another thing. If we don't dream that our future is in our hands. Where we are in five years, where we are in 15 years, whatever the time frame is, if we haven't moved, that's our problem. That's our fault. And so don't live the if-only life. I encourage you to start dreaming and start growing in uh, all, that you, all that you want. And so we've got to speak up. And so um, if the musicians can come up, um, we're going to go to Colossians 3, verse 1. And so this is what it says. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits. And so the realities of heaven, and this is um, quite an interesting thing. I encourage you to do a bit of homework for yourself about what the realities of heaven are. And so I'm going to list a few things 
of simply what I think some realities of heaven are. So heaven has no sickness. Um, there's love. There's celebration. It's a party. Um, impossible is possible. There's miracles and blessings. That's what I believe heaven is. Heaven is a lot more. The realities of heaven are a lot bigger, but we don't have time to delve into that aspect. And so I believe um, Jesus coming onto earth, he brought the realities of heaven onto earth. Uh, And so, um, but, so Jesus coming onto earth, he brought the realities of heaven with him to earth. And Peter set his sights on the realities of heaven on that time. Because he goes, um, so obviously walking on water is not naturally possible for us, but obviously it is in heaven. And Jesus brought that onto earth and Peter set his sights on that. And so we've got to set our sights on these heavenly dreams, the heavenly perspectives, so we can, um, and then now quickly next verse is Matthew uh, 6.10. May your kingdom come soon and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so when Jesus was teaching us to pray in the Bible, that's what he tells us. He says, pray that may your kingdom come soon and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we've got to set our sights on the realities of heaven and we've got to believe we're going to see that on earth. And so we here on earth, um, we're not just here for no reason. We're here for a design and a purpose. And so whatever your dreams are, you are, you are you're meant to dream them to bring that on earth. You're meant, you're, you dream and have vision for your life to bring that onto earth this planet, and to affect people with the realities of heaven. Um, and so uh, James 4, 1 to 3, and uh, we're going to read that as well. So James 4, 1 to 3, this is what it says. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from your evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you, sh you shame, uh, scheme sorry, and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. You don't want you, uh, yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you do ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. Hmm. Very interesting. And so um, one of those those lines there. You um, yet you don't have because you don't ask God for it. And so our dream in life is often not fulfilled because we're not having the conversation. We're not speaking up and we're not um, uh, bringing it to God. Another few interesting lines was, you want what you, uh, you, want what you don't have, when, but when you do ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. And so this is a um, uh, pretty interesting kind of thing. I'm just going to quickly get you, if I can, Sean. Just grab those um, cups for me as well when you come up. But just come up to the stage, Sean. I'm just going to get you as an example for me. Um, and so uh, if we look at Peter again, to understand this, his dream was to be with Jesus, right? And so, for example, so thanks, Sean. Yeah, let's put these here. Um, so if you just stand over here, Sean, probably. Um, let's just say, so Sean's one of our, is one of our disciples, right? Oh, no, no, sorry, I am. Sean is, is Peter. And so can you just give me what Peter would be walking on water, just stagnantly just walk on water, act like you're walking on water? And so um, I believe, I believe, so as we saw there in, in James, you want, what you, don't, you want what you don't have. And when you do ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. And so we, we, we've identified that Peter walked on water because his desire was to be with Jesus. That was a dream he had and he prayed for that. But I often think, so let's just say Sean is, who's a disciple? Um, Thomas. Let's just say he's Thomas in the boat. And I might be Peter walking on the water. Um, Actually, no, wrong way. You walk on water. You be, you, I'm Thomas. You be Peter. You be Peter. You be walking on water. So I could be Thomas and be going, oh, wow, how awesome is it? Sean's walking on the water. I want that. I, I want that. And so too often in life, I think this can often happen, is that we're too busy 
focusing on the miracles that someone's had from another prayer that they've prayed and not actually um, praying to be with Jesus. And so Peter's dream, Sean here, Peter's dream was to be with Jesus and the miracle was walking on the water. And so I can't, as Thomas or wherever other disciples are for my life, I can't be too busy going, oh, if only I could walk on the water. I've got to be seeing Jesus in my life and praying that prayer and seeing the miracle. Don't chase the miracle. Don't chase the wow. We've got to be chasing Jesus. And so thanks for that, Sean. Um, another thing, so in life we might be going, wow, um, how cool is um, Beth's, Beth's miracles in her life? I just want to be like Beth, but she, I'm looking at the miracle. I'm not looking at her desire to be with Jesus. And so we can look at that, so many other aspects and people and things. We've got to get our eyes off of the miracle and see why they got it and pray to Jesus. And so when your motive is to be with Jesus, when your motive is to be in the dream that Jesus put in your heart and pray for that, that prayer will be answered. But if your prayer is to see the miracles and the blessings from someone else's prayer, your motives are wrong. You're never going to get it. So don't be jealous, church, of the, the people that are doing awesome things in life and go, I just want to be like them because you, you don't understand the dream that they had and the prayer they prayed to get to that place. And so um, if you know this with me, um, and so yeah, don't chase the wonders. If your focus is on Jesus, the wonders will chase you. And so um, our church vision, if you know it, say it with me, to be a large relevant church of mature believers who love our community. And so um, I believe that is an awesome dream for a church. I believe if we start praying that, we're going to see awesome things. When we speak up and say, Jesus, we might not understand it. This can be pretty scary thinking a large relevant church. Like a large church, that can be pretty scary and daunting and going, that means more problems, more people, more people means more problems. Um, but you know what? We've got to go, Jesus, if, that, if you're in it, we call out, we say, if this, is, if this is what you're telling us to be, God, we speak up and pray for it. We have the conversation with him. And so, um, yeah, uh, so we, yeah, we got, I pray, encourage this church, let's pray about it. Let's speak it up, those vi- church vision. Let's continue to pray for that. Let's continue to say, you know what? We don't just want to see that in the future. We want to live it out and grow that more and more. And so um, James said, you don't have because you don't ask me. I'd rather ask and get a no or not now than not ask and miss a yes. And this is what it says in Ephesians 3.20 in the New King James Version. Now to him, so God, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you might ask or think. And so I got right here two, two cups. Two cups. And so obviously we've got here this water container device. Everyone can see that. Hopefully water container device. Yep. Um, and so I believe these cups here represent um, our dreams and so these represent our dreams right that's it's but hopefully you can understand that represents our dreams and so uh so and this is this represents god and his resource and his power and so i can have this dream i could have this dream but they're useless but it's they're not fulfilled but it's not and so then i could go oh hey be next to god be with god but still that dream is not fulfilled um it's not we gotta say the prayer we gotta we gotta speak to God and let Him uh, uh, f- fulfill that that dream again. It's like you can have a you can have a small dream. Nothing happens until you pray the prayer and speak up. And so I want to I- encourage you, church. And so obviously that small cup. Ha- um, so both these cups have a lot of have a like. So God is more ba- would be better represented as an ocean, but obviously due to um, time frame and all, all that, we can't have an ocean here. But um, both of these cups, I'll read it here so I don't stuff it up. If you, if you have the capacity of a big cup, you'll get more, right? So the bigger the cup, the more the capacity you'll have. But once it's full, the water can do no more. And so we can have a big dream, 
or little, little dream, big dream. We can have a big dream, but um, once God fulfills that dream, whatever, well, he's got all this resource that's lacking. So that's why we're going to continue to have dreams, more dreams, because God wants to pour out his blessings on you. He wants to pour out the miracles and do the awesome things within your life. Um, but as we see here, both cups, once... So they've only taken like a, a tiny part of what that water holds. There's so much more water in there. Yeah, we've filled them up, but there's still so much water left. And so uh, the idea is, is to offer God the biggest container possible. We've got to offer God. We've got to have the biggest dreams, the biggest prayers possible. Um, no matter how big the prayer may be, you still haven't maximized all that God wants to do in and through you. And so I hope that, um, I hope that challenges you. go, you know what? I'm going to dream big. What, what's worse than a no? Like, and what if, what if you get the yes? Um, and so I really want to encourage you that. And so, um, and so we are designed to pray. And but often I find instead of talking to God, we go talking to people instead. And so I'll, I'll try and um, un- explain that to you what I mean with that. And so, so often in life I can be negative. You and this, and you probably relate to this. I can be negative, complaining, stressed, annoyed, fearful, frustrated. But what I do is instead of um, going to God and saying, God, help me with this fear. Help me with this annoyance. Help me, whatever these things that are frustrating me, rather than putting it onto God, I might go to people close to me. Mom, oh, this is so bad in life. Oh, mom, this is horrible. Or it could be my sisters. This is terrible. Oh, that they're so annoying. Or whatever it is. And so, but we have this desire. And so I'm going to be some, say something pretty controversial. I think gossip is a good thing. Ooh. Uh, the, reason, the reason why I think gossip is a good thing, the gossiping part of it isn't, but that desire to want to talk to someone about stuff is. And so, but like we see in life, there's so many things. So like, for example, we can go sex. It's in the right confines of marriage. It's a great thing. Outside of marriage, it's unhealthy and destructive. So the desire to gossip is a good thing when we talk to God. But when, it's, when it goes to backstabbing and being rude to people, that's a bad thing. And so we have a desire to pray, but often we misuse it by talking to people. And so we'll gossip, we'll say, we'll, we'll lay out all our frustrations on people, but that's wrong. We've got to be going to God and saying, you know what, God, why have I got this thing that's annoying me? Why am I so fearful, God? We've got to be doing that prayer link to God and rather than dumping it on the people around us. Um, uh, but they, uh, and so, yeah, um, don't, I encourage you, don't get your perspective wrong. Don't go talking to people all the time. Yes, you can talk to people, but there's some things we're meant to talk to God about, and He has the answer. Um, like me saying to mum, oh, I'm so annoyed about this or frustrated about that. She can't do nothing about that. But when I go to God, He's the one that can change me because half the time it's me the problem, not the other things, and He's the one that can change the situation. And so, um, yeah, um, and so last time I preached, I, I preached on, I think the title was Come Out of Hiding, and I had this brief sort of line that when something grows, it's hard to hide. And so I had like the, the balloon in my tummy acting like a baby because I've never heard someone say, oh, you got a baby, like how long is it? And they go, no, no baby in here. But you go, yes, there is, because when something grows, it's hard to hide. And so often I think that saying can be quite, can be quite negative in the fact that uh, if, you're, like, if you've got sin in your life, when that starts to grow, it's hard to hide it. When you've got a bad attitude, when that starts to grow, it's hard to hide you. It starts coming out in your language. It starts coming out when you're cynical. It's hard to hide. But I believe just as it is negative, it can be so much more better positive. And so I believe when our prayer life starts to grow, man, the repercussions, the miracles, the, the, the things that happen that are walking on water, it's hard to hide. And people go, 
what's, what's happening with Liana? What's happening with Neil? What's happening with anyone here? And they go, you know what? They've been, you can say, you know what? They must be praying because they're, they're, they're dreaming after Jesus. They're focusing on Jesus and the miracles will be hard to hide. Um, the, the, the repercussions of your prayer life will be hard to hide. So I encourage you, when your prayer life starts growing, when you start going, I'd rather ask and get a no than not ask and miss a yes, you'll see miracles in your life. You'll start seeing the unbelievable. And so... Um, I really want to encourage us to, to dream big and speak up. Dream multiple dreams. And so um, I'm just going to give us right now the opportunity. So we'll, we'll sing a few songs soon. But if you, you might be in the place where you don't have a dream, you go, well, you might not have any dreams for your life. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just living to work and for the weekend and living to work again. i got no real desire for my life. If that's you, well, we're going to have an opportunity in a moment where I encourage you to come down the front. No one's really going to pray for you, but I want you to step out in faith and go, Jesus, I need a dream. Jesus, speak to me in the future, in, in the near future, that I can know what I'm here to do, that I can know what, what you've called me to, to do in my life. I want a dream. And, and, I, and for others of you, you might have a dream and, or dreams, but you go, I've, I haven't done anything about it. I haven't spoken up to Jesus and, and say, Jesus, if this is you, call me out. And so if that's you, I encourage you to come down the front and step out and go, Jesus, um, speak to me. If this is you, I want this to be a, a defining moment where we go, you know what? I remember that Sunday where, where Jesus spoke to me, where I stepped out and said, Jesus, I want to live out my dream. I'd rather ask and get a no than never ask and miss a yes. And so uh, the music team will take it away. And if that's you, just come out and respond to what Jesus is doing in your heart.